0: There have been so many words used to describe COVID. Uh, You're probably tired of them all. And maybe you've got your favourite one, the one that makes the most sense of what's been happening. Anyway, I want to suggest that there might be a different word for us to consider for this period of time, and it might be the word awakening. Let's find out why. So today's reflection is called a Great Awakening, it's never too late to become who you were meant to be. It's never too late to be what you might have been. Now, that quote is often misattributed to George Eliot, and it seems no one knows its actual origin. In a similar vein, you'll find this next quote often misattributed to C.S. Lewis. You are never too old to set another goal or to dream a new dream. Now, setting aside the issues of attribution, both quotes carry something rather profound that maps against the human experience. The idea, or rather the fear, of missing out on who we were meant to be in life, and the encouragement that it's still not too late to be who we were destined to be. Zombies, Tragedy and Opportunity Some of the best stories, be they books or movies, are about discovering and recovering identity – people whose lives are covered over by the suffocating accretion of time and circumstance until one day they wake up from the zombie sleepwalk of life or tragedy strikes and they cannot go back to who they were before or they're called to something beyond them to risk themselves to save others forever changed as they bear responsibilities they've previously avoided. Covid is such a threshold moment albeit almost glacially so and for us all happening simultaneously. Covid, the global disaster in slow motion, has killed 4.5 million people so far. Yet that number, so big, is so small in a world of 7.7 billion people. It means you might not know someone personally who has died from Covid, even though many people have been killed. Someone I knew, albeit not closely, died the other week from Covid. There is a numbing effect from numbers we can't comprehend. Millions of death, billions in dollars and pounds in borrowing. Do you remember when a billion seemed like a very big number? And we've had a year and a half in hibernation, isolation and the loss of so many things. Weddings, funerals, Christmas, holidays, the touch and proximity of loved ones, the usual rhythm to our lives, no matter how difficult they might have been before covid is so impeded, causing our minds, bodies and psyches to suffer. The great disruption. So many words have been used to chronicle and delineate this pandemic. The great, and then insert your choice of adverbial word or phrase, reset, leveller, pause, accelerator, resignation, etc. I prefer the descriptor disruption. So much disruption. The life I've lived this past year and a half and I will now live has been interrupted and disturbed, disarranged, unsettled, hampered and drastically altered. Perhaps the great unsettling is a better diagnostic word and account of our time. And there's now a plethora of articles that warn us that a huge majority-sized percentage of people want to move or change their job. The chances are you know a record number of people who have moved, changed jobs, or are seeking to do so. I've never had so many people tell me the reassessments they're making for where they live and where they work. Like everyone, this moment has caused me to assess who and where I am in life. I've envied older friends who've just retired before COVID, and I query the long-term impact of all I've had to do and be during this time, and all that is yet to come. And this brings me back to my opening quotes. My life in weeks. Now, the focus of these quotes here is on, was, as I read them earlier, was on who we are, not where we are or what we do. Indeed, the best place to start with identity is not where, but who. Who? For when we move locations and situations, we take who we are with us. But when we focus on who we are, where we are is automatically changed around us. We will receive the best of wherever we are if we attend to who we are becoming. I have a planner on my wall called My Life in Weeks. The idea is that if you live a long life, you have 4,576 weeks to live. These are plotted on a poster one dot for each week where uh, for each week that I've lived and then those dots are coloured in visually you can see how long you've lived and the time you might have left i've lived 2741 weeks as of this week and at best i have around 1835 left now i suspect that might be closer to 1300 based on my family genes and history so i look at this poster and I see two-thirds of my life has now elapsed, coloured in. The idea of this poster is to serve as a motivation to not put off the most important things in life, to not tell myself the daily lie of procrastination, that I have plenty of time to get around to important things. The tyranny of the urgent causes us again and again to defer the most essential things of life. The Great Invitation. One day, up early to sit in my study and pray last year, I looked at this poster, deliberately set to catch my eye on walking into the room, a brooding visual sign to nudge me to not put off the more important things of life. A melancholy thought went through my mind of how many weeks COVID had claimed and taken from me and would continue to claim before it was all over. Maybe I should mark those weeks with a different colour, such as red. And then I settled into prayer and the Lord got my attention. And it was as if he asked me in that way that Christians know God has spoken to them. Can we revisit your poster? I agreed to the request, apprehensive of what would come next. And then the Lord suggested that I see the weeks of my life on the poster differently with him. To view them not as a reminder of the lack of time to do greater things or the time COVID might steal from me, What if I saw it as the time left to become who God intended me to be in this life before I enter eternity? What if the nature of COVID or its length makes no difference to that at all? Indeed, what if this moment, this disruption was a chance to wake up and to stop putting off all the things I want to be as a Christian and know I could be? The person in Christ I'm invited into but never get around to and in a heart-stopping moment I felt the lord show me two me's the one just as i am now entering into eternity seeing all i will miss out in this life and then he showed me the other me similar to me now but also profoundly transformed arriving into ter- into eternity as if that was the next natural step of who i have become in life a great awakening I remember as a younger man hearing Dallas Willard in a small seminar pose a question. He put it to his university students. It was a question that he he gave to them to make them pause and consider who they were becoming instead of what they had or did, and also to think of that in relationship to whether God might exist. He asked them this. What if you spent an eternity with the consequences of who you have become in this life? Someone in the seminar muttered out loud that's terrifying. Willard replied replied gently, it's supposed to. So since my prayer time about the poster last year, when I walk into my study, I see the gift this moment is. The weeks of my poster now signpost me to my relationship with Jesus, everything he wants me to be and do. And I have sought that like never before. In covid I've had to work so many hours, as many as when I was bivocational it's been it's been and is exhausting, but underneath it has been a priority and investment of my time like never before, seeking Jesus and as a result meeting Jesus. This past period has been a for me a great invitation encounter, recovery and discovery and then more recently, like a thought exercise in my prayer time. The Lord asked me something else. Would I trade what he's been doing in me for him to take away all the effects of COVID on my life? Like a reflex bubbling up from my soul with no need for thought, no Lord emerged from my mouth. So in some senses, this past period has been for me a great awakening. I pray you might find yours too. So uh, thank you for listening. Um, if you want to catch more of these articles and podcasts everything is on my website jasonswanclark.org that's jasonswanclark all one word knowiamclark.org and uh, on there you'll be able to subscribe to uh, an email newsletter and to push updates to you for new articles um and the recordings also you can subscribe to this audio podcast in spotify soundcloud and itunes and wherever else you catch your podcasts from Um, and lastly thank you for listening and if you found this helpful please like and do share with others